classic Sunday episode. Jason, I was worried, was going to feel kind of touched up from some partying we did last night, but he's saying to me that no, no, he feels okay. Reports are coming in. <laughs> Reports. Uh, I are- also, I like touched up, actually. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've ever used that before. You know, it's just a more fun way to say I'm hungover. It's the nicest way. We need more of that. So when I, I after I um, dropped you off at an undisclosed residence in the hills, mm-hmm. uh, did you continue to partake in drugs and alcohol, or was it more mellow? No, it was too mellow. It was too mellow. It was one of those things where I was a guest of a guest, so I didn't really know anyone there. So I was just kind of along for the ride. So you couldn't ask you couldn't ask one of the fifteen gay guys for GHB. You just decided <laughs> to kind of sit in the corner and drink your little Budweiser. Well, sometimes the the gay community can be uh, welcoming, and sometimes it can be not so welcoming. And this was this was not super welcoming. It was, <laughs> there was a little bit of you can't sit with us energy. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just give you a stranger. GHB. Yeah, there's nothing cooler than being in a house with 10 guys you've never heard of who all think they're famous or relevant. <laughs> okay, so a party in LA or New York. Yeah, I know you're a stylist, bro, but like going to Zara doesn't make you cool. You oh, know what I mean? it does if you can get all the returns in and nobody has to see the manager. <laughs> then yeah, that's, that's power. So what did you... So I'm sorry. So we did start that. We started the night off at Shintaro celebrating... 36 years, a friend of the show, Decatur Dan. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty tame affair, all in all. For Maybe for you. Yeah, uh, Shintaro, Hollywood Sushi, friend of the show, BJ Novak's favorite local sushi watering hole. We'll get into that when he comes on the pod, don't worry. That's a little, uh-huh, a little um, teaser. Novak dog whistle. A little teasy, but yeah. I mean, I was I was drinking a martini and washing it down with uh, Kirin Ichiban. So I was mm. I was not not turning up you know mixing in with some sake shots as well of course ordering a martini at a sushi restaurant as much as i love shintaro it was not the move it was served with a, a lime wedge <laughs> on the rim i think that like that's, i got a shirley temple i think that's kind of cool I, I just think that they're like all vodka drinks come with a lime that's just that's how we it's, do it. it's only cool because it was unintentional like yes if some yes. if so you know if some uh dime square spot started doing that I'd be like, mm, yeah, of course it's not. It's not authentico, but yeah, it wasn't very good. Didn't stop you from finishing it, though. I don't think, if I remember correctly, I found a way. I found a way to get her done. Found you a way really to get kind done. of, you know, just sucked it up and powered through. And I think that's beautiful. Nowadays, like if if the drink is too sweet, then I will just be like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm wrapping it up. But you know, if I if I bought a martini and it's just you know it's not great i'm gonna i'm gonna see the bottom of it who are we fooling right Mm, we're always trying to hit the bottom you know what i'm saying yeah hit the bottom of a pussy hole you know that remember (laughs) that song chris i don't remember that song what little wayne verse is that i don't i'm trying to remember i think it was i think it was a uk artist who did it Mm. oh no no that was actually cameron you know what a pussy hole is chris pussy hole (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's cameron 2009 off the album crime pays it's called bottom of the pussy <laughs> i'm so shocked at the kind of artistic flair he added to the to the title of the song that's great could you imagine what the song's about i could i could not i never want to hear you say that or him say that ever again well the word y'all and wall rhymes <laughs> that is that is nice that is just nice. to let you know as a as a southern guy you think i didn't know that 
I mean, that's a little, that's, <laughs> it's a little presumptuous on your part. So you finished your martinis. I dropped you off at this party. It was a bunch of mean gay guys not offering you drugs, so you couldn't kind of keep the the mood. It wasn't mean, but it was a little like it. We so right when you dropped us off, it was a little hard to find the property, and there were two people that got out of the yeah. out of a car that had parked. Uh-huh. It was uh-oh, one. Uh-oh. It was one girl. <laughs> I see where this a, is going. <laughs> you know when people go to a party. It could happen in LA or New York, but it's like I'm just gonna wear like random sweatpants and flip flops. Yeah, they looked insane. They looked like I'm trying to look as bad as possible, like I'm going to Walmart to get some cold cuts. Yeah, but that's like it's a it's a real thing that happens of just like yeah. and and it, and it has the energy of like I'm gonna hold my keys the whole time <laughs> while I'm at a party because like I'm super busy at like 11:43 on a Friday night you, like you the mean, only thing Hold on, hold on. Hold, <laughs> so you don't mean like I'm a photographer's assistant or a digital tech and I have my keys to uh, like <laughs> carabiner on the front of my car to my dickies. You're no. saying I'm wearing ratty champion shorts and there's no pockets so I have to hold them in my hand. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it could be that, but it, it's it's a little like lanyard energy but instead of lanyard around the neck, I'm just going to like okay. I'm holding my phone, my keys my wallet with a bunch of like weird like Petco receipts hanging out of it. And like, I'm just so (laughs) like, oh, I'm just so kind of bopping around and mixy and miffy and, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the guy was, you know, when, when every, when every gay guy was wearing like a rayon button up shirt that had like tribal, Mm -hmm. you know, shit on it, Mm -hmm. like trying to look like, uh, like Kawasaki graphics or whatever. There's that going on, and and we were like, hey, are you guys going to the blah, blah, blah party? Like, we can't seem to find it. And they're like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys we, just- we go We go into the party. We find it. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. 90 seconds later, we're in the kitchen with the person whose birthday it was, you know, the guest of honor. Uh-huh. We're having uh-huh. a giggle. We're laughing it up. And then in walk these two stinky heifers. And I'm like, oh, hey, guys. And they pretended like they didn't know us and that none of that ever happened. I'm like, that was less than 10 minutes before this interaction. Oh, this, no, I said literally 90 seconds. Oh my God. Fuck those losers. That, that like actually is insane. I, I mean, I, it's not a big deal. I don't actually That's care. That's insane. I'm not like, I wasn't put out, but it was, no, it was, no, no, but it, it was but good it's just to like, catch them. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like we're not lying to get into some fucking lame house party. We're in the Hollywood Hills. The only people walking around are coyotes. <laughs> And uh, people scalping tickets for kinky boots over at the bowl. <laughs> yeah, and these two that look that look like they work Ralph uh, Ralph's overnight stocking right. fucking Starbucks pre-made drinks. Fuck those! I'm mad. My about girlfriend this. is wearing you know a Bottega dress, and we're all clearly going to the gay house party. That's like four <laughs> seconds. Of, like we can all hear music you playing. Can hear the music. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. hear the Dorian Electra remix playing we're all clearly going to the gay party and they're like mm, no don't know her i mean that's like i don't know I don't is know, it man. a straight uh, is it a, a straight hate vibe is it just pure laziness i would have i would have i think they didn't want to use their brain i'm lying because i wouldn't do this but you would i'm surprised you didn't do some sort of slide tj style confrontation i did but they they were unresponsive I, I did a well, 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 looky, looky who. Yeah, I know, I know, but you, I th- like, I would have gone in separately, like, yes. found him waiting in line for the bathroom and, in the, and then really get in, like, hey guys. I just think you could have gone, I think you could have pushed a little harder, but I understand why you didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank you. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry that the party was bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. It, it worked out really well because she, she was like, mm, mm-hmm. let's go. 
And then she gave me the fake tour of the house, which then uh, culminated at the front door. Oh, that's nice. That's a pro. It was a good, it was a great move. Great move. We we were home. We had a great conversation with the Lyft driver. He let me know that he has $5 billion worth of mm. Sheba coin, I think. Yeah, I'm out on that. I, well, I, <laughs> I was, I told you. That- he said, but he said like, if, uh, if what I, if, if I think it was Sheba or Doge, it was, it was one of those, but he's like, bro, if I. If it, if if it even goes up to fifty cents per coin, I'll I'll be a billionaire. Yeah, man, I'm sure. I'm sure. What kind of car was it? But for now, he's focusing on his Lyft driving. <laughs> what um, kind of car was it? It was it was it was a it was a five series BMW, a new one. It was a nice car. Okay, so maybe he maybe he does like. I mean, I'm sure he lives with his parents, and I'm sure that they kind of yeah. You know, the car was maybe his dad's first. No, you know no, no. I mean? He kind of he's thing. a he's a used car salesman. Uh, pre-covid but he had to close down okay. his business because you know the the, the used car market's okay. fucked up right now but he's like he used to have a g-wagon oh and he's like g-wagon i had to get rid of it in, in like five months biggest piece of shit car he's like there's no difference between a jeep wrangler and a g-wagon except for the price tag bro worst mileage always breaking down it's always fucked up he's clearly not trying to fuck chicks uh, <laughs> who respect streetwear so that's oh why it kind of wasn't panning out, panning out for him. So you go ahead and pull up in that Wrangler and see how that does for you at, <laughs> at the fucking Pleasures Paris after party. I don't think you're going home with any tail. It's chief. true. It's true. And he knows it. I know it. But, you know, the recession, these are the these are the sacrifices I, that we have to make no, when times course. get tough, Chris. Well, I told you a little bit about the conversation I had with my cab driver in uh, beautiful, fabulous Las Vegas mm-hmm. on Friday night. Because you would never lift. You, you always got a cab in Vegas. Yes, I kind of agree with that. It's just too much. It's like the the, the it's a Friday night at ten thirty. It's like such a shit show. It's like mm-hmm. there's a line of cabs like you're at JFK. It's just much easier. But I, I you know, we we're talking to this guy and he's talking about partying. I'm like, oh, I actually don't party. And he was like, oh, me neither. You know, so we start talking about being sober, blah blah blah. He turns around and looks at me because I say that I'm about to be forty, and he's like, "Oh, I'm forty too." And he turns around and looks at me. Be careful; he might be listening. He looks like he had like old person makeup on, kind of like <laughs> he, looked he looked like Johnny Knoxville and Jackass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spike Jones. He looked old in this way that I was like, "Bro, you're forty two. How are we this close in age?" He's missing a few teeth, but then he started to tell me some stories, and I understood quickly why. He kind of looked a little worse for the wear. It, it wasn't because he used to like skate vert in the in the eighties. <laughs> no, exactly. No, exactly. No, his knees are probably fine. Mm-hmm. But he told me that he told me that the story about how he, him and his friends were partying and they needed some music. So he kind of threw the doors open on his whip. So they're like kind of like tailgating parking lot party kind of vibe. It was a Henderson kickback. Okay. You know? It was a uh, kickback <laughs> by the car, and they're like, "We need some tunes." Hey, my car has tunes. Let's o- let's open the doors and blast. We need some tunes. This is probably you know 15 years ago or whatever. So he before put- before the JBL Beats Pill was exactly was yeah invented. So he he turns up the Alan Jackson. You know what I mean? Him and his boys are are drinking some brewskis, smoking some some weed. You know, and mm-hmm. he's. And he's like, so I, I'm, I'm twisted and I look, I'm like dancing. I look over and I see somebody in the driver's seat of my car. So I jump and, and they start to, you know, move the car. So I jump on the hood, you know, trying to stop them. Like how they do in the movies. Exactly. Yeah. This is rush hour two. They, he, they speed off. He hangs on and then is thrown from the car at 65 miles an hour <laughs> and is pronounced dead on the scene. Right, right, right. They take him DOA to the hospital. He's in a coma for like two months, wakes up. <laughs> he finds out, he finds out 
that his car was stolen by a 12 year old <laughs> and this this 12 year old this 12 year old he's like yeah bro so i got a million dollar hospital bill and this bitch this bitch got out of jail in six months because she was 12 <laughs> So this guy so died. Does, so this guy does have to. He like he's responsible for like. No, no. Uh, he, okay. He was. He was like, I called these people and I was like, <laughs> I ain't paying for this. I ain't got a million dollars. This is not my fault. A twelve-year-old killed me. I died. <laughs> like a twelve-year-old threw me off of a moving but that's, car. But that's that's kind of the problem. It's like who's like someone's got to pay for it. Obviously, if this guy is like his activity kind of has the vibe of like, I'm, I'm probably not going to pay for this hospital bill, but mm, mm. is the kid's family going to do it? I'm sure when you're 12, it's hard to get car insurance when you're 12. This I don't know actually how strong her policy was. An interesting twist is that he was like, yeah. And then, you know, like w- one of my friends was like a pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. and he figured out where the family lived <laughs> and went, went over there with a pizza, like knocked on the door and they're like, oh, yeah, here we go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and his, you know, XYZ home? And that he said that, bro, he just heard doors slam, and the family was gone the next day. No. Like, they, they fucking, yeah, they moved, because they thought somebody was going to kill them. They, like, moved, they, like, took all their stuff in the middle of the night, broke the lease, and moved. And honestly, this story oh, sounds pretty fantastic, but when you're thinking about Henderson, Nevada, Nevada mm-hmm. in the late 90s early 2000s this is all beyond plausible yeah yeah and it's also like when i saw this guy when this guy turned around looked at me i was like oh this guy's lived much more life than i have in a bad way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it kind of all tracked yeah in the knowing look that one person gives to another person to let them know i've been legally dead not once but multiple times (laughs) in my life yeah the the medical system has has pronounced me dead that's right it's different but yeah so vegas that was probably the different that was maybe the highlight of my 12 hours in in las vegas okay so morrissey wasn't that good then no more no morrissey honestly dude morrissey was really really great I, i i couldn't believe how he sounded i want to find out what he's doing for his voice um he played Half a person for me. Oh, baby. Mm. You should have seen me swaying in the crowd. I was getting some looks from some other fans. <laughs> what kind of looks? Like, I like his moves or we got to keep an eye on him? I think it was, a, 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 is he drunk and I like his moves? I think there's probably a little bit okay. of a con- but They didn't want me to fall over. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe hurt them or myself. What's I want to know what the... So so he does a good job. Morrissey's got his his swing back, old old blue eyes. He's is grooving once again. What What's the scene report on the crowd? I, like, I want to know what the demographic is looking like. I would say the number... Any surprises? I would say the number one identifying characteristic of the crowd is overweight. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's very strange. But the... So I'm like sitting there, <clears throat> you know, I'm sitting there because I, I got there pretty early, of course, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. after my 6.30 p.m. solo dinner at Mr. Chow at Caesars, um, <laughs> which is also twin. I don't, I'm absolutely demented for that one. There's but some 55-year-old queen listening to this right now. Just, uh-huh. oh, that's a 6.30 at Chow solo. Well, thank God. Thank God it's the NBA Summer League is in town in Vegas right now. So it was me and some of the, the ballers that did not recognize kind of getting it in early. Oh, okay. There was like a so I'm I'm sitting next to first of all I, I believe I was sitting next to a father daughter which was very cool. Okay. A guy comes in. It, it was like a he couldn't walk because he had like gout. Like the guy was a hundred pounds overweight, sixty five years old, like regular ass, like look like wearing a b- white Boston Red Sox hat backwards. 
Like, like, looked like he lived on a boat mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Like, really normal ass, like, grandpappy. Okay, so he's not giving standard issue Smiths fan at all. No, he's not. He's not. So he sits down, and I'm like, is this guy, like, lost? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, is he, is he like, oh, I want to see a show while I'm in Vegas. I'll just go to this one kind of vibe? Bro, bro, this guy, this guy, Morrissey comes on. This guy stands the fuck up. Knows every word to every song, like mm-hmm. bar for bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is truly, <laughs> like, I was I was really psyched to see that. So so this was a guy who looks like he greets people at Walmart. 100%. And he was in there. He's got the peonies swing. <laughs> yes. He's singing every every yes. lyric. He was loving it. And he had to take some breaks and sit down because, like, obviously there's some duds in the set, but also I think his knees were kind of given out. Sure. But the... But the enthusiasm that I saw from that man gives me hope is that I, I want to be rich enough to have gout and also still kind of love music at that level. You know what I mean? That was like that was my main main takeaway. Rich enough to have gout as if it's a a disease that only really well, I mean, I think uh, it, affects the ultra wealthy. I think historically it was. Unfortunately, I think it's moved on to the middle class. It's, but it's it, sort of know. it's a it's a sign of. Of uh-huh. abundance and wealth, abundance, to be able abundance. to gorge oneself right. on on pulled pork sliders enough to get the medical <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. condition. Yeah, you can't keep your hand out of the pulled pork slider. Oh, I feel jar. bad. Like um, my chick's my chick's dad. He's like super healthy. Like goes swimming every morning, eats tons of fish and vegetables and juice and stuff like that. And he's got gout just for hereditary reasons. It's a bummer. Yeah, hereditary reasons. It sounds like he might have gotten it when he copped that new Porsche, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, overall, overall, um, I would say it was a, su- a successful. Uh, a successful did you trip. did you find what being? I've never. I don't know if I've. No, I have been. I've been alone in Vegas a few times just to DJ. So, but I, I've never been there just like straight up no agenda not mm-hmm. there for work i mean mm-hmm. ironically agenda the, the trade show as well <laughs> <laughs> but like did it I, I was wondering if it would be some type of trigger or i think it was it would either be likely like a an anti-trigger for you like it would help solidify your your sobriety just seeing you know the swamp people that yeah I, that wander around las vegas nowadays that's not my kind of trigger, but but I don't know. It's like I don't that's not an environment I ever liked to party in. It was just like I'm here, I'm gonna party anyway. Yeah. It what you know what I mean? It doesn't really bring me that. But I do I also, you know, if you're I didn't see like sloppy drunk people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't seeing a lot of uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people really do go there to gamble in a way that is like I guess I think of it as a party city too, but I think it's really a gambling. Like that's what people are really there for. Like I need to do something that I can't do at home. Yes. Like I I get drunk every single night at home. Yeah. Because my 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 family is bad, so that's that's easy. But it's it is nice to be able to do it for free as long as you're playing nickel slots. But no, I feel like it's like I'm here to. I think I think it's prostitution. Yeah, kind of gets a lot of action over there as well. People are drinking, but I just mean like the bachelorette party vibe. I think has moved to like Austin and Nashville. Like people having to get carried out and yeah, dragged out yeah, by yeah, their yeah. hair type shit. Exactly, and I'll, I mean also maybe I wasn't. I mean I will say when I was leaving Morrissey, you know, there's a, obviously like a mega club at Caesars, and the amount of different 
like tiered priced lines they had was 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 truly like a maze that a genius could not figure out there was 15, 15 different lines it was like, yeah so it's like your uh, your southwest flight over there i don't want to talk about there's that. Uh, <laughs> it kind of ha- yeah I know, I know if you pay me 20 dollars, I'll, I'll edit that out so it there's like different tiers of like here's like you know just general admission yeah general admission Plus a bottle service. Oh, you want a table? It costs this much. Um, like, are you in a wheelchair? Go to this <laughs> yeah, line. My favorite line. Like, are you a six or a below? Yes, he's a ten, but he pays for bottle service. I wanted to send you. I wanted to send you a picture of the the promoters guest list line because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like that's. I feel like that's something maybe you could relate to as a promoter with a guest list historically. Dude, this happened to me. <laughs> this exact same shit happened to me when I was in Vegas and we went to go see Diplo at whatever fucking place and there was so many lines and you have to be like i'm going to like the guest list line and then they're like we're all on the guest list buddy like this is all guest list i'm like but no like diplo uh, yeah is like told me himself <laughs> yeah like go to this line and see this guy and he's like nah yeah yeah they're, like, like, they're just like yeah nah. go to that line <laughs> which is like four football fields away <laughs> go over there and then they'll be like oh you're on like the artist guest list oh we'll walk back to this football stadium of course it's fucking bullshit what a what a freaky place but i'm looking to come back because van morrison's playing at the same venue baby <laughs> so it's looking like it's looking it's looking good for me over in vegas van he, morrison go go see the fucking killers or something bro go see a real vegas band where it's like it's gonna knock your dick off bro, and like van morrison's one, fun van morrison's one of the greatest live performers it's insane how good he is it'll be it'll i mean he's playing yeah but does he knock your dick off i mean is it is it, i don't know man i don't the killers the killers are too big they would just be playing in like an arena that could see them anywhere mm-hmm, you know what i mean because mm-hmm. you used to hate las vegas with a passion right i mean i still don't i just think that you i know what i'm there for and i know it's got a beginning and an end and i don't have to deal with any bullshit really so it's not that bad mm. i don't know man the airport's close to the hotel it's just not that bad I mean, the people are disgusting, but I mean, whatever. Like, people are disgusting in fucking L.A. You it's know, true. It's true. Vegas is finally coming around. We need to talk about another a member of the music community that I'm a little bit concerned with. Uh, somebody that we're big fans of on this show, and and we're hoping to have him on as a guest one day. But he's going through some kind of mental health stuff. Ryan Adams, Sean Mendez. <laughs> I saw this in the news. He's he's battling some. Yeah, he's, mental health he, issues and he's going to take a little time off which which is fine well, i mean look <laughs> i actually it's funny tim Dillon talked about this on his episode today which i was really surprised about why both of you guys want to fuck him that's a good point he's like i get why you guys would talk about him he, he's like you're 23 years old and you're worth 40 million just quit like just quit if it's that bad just quit you're good no 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 it's it's a fair argument but but it's true that i think this is why normal people have such a hatred for celebrities because it's like you are so rich and touring is difficult but obviously a regular person who spent two hundred dollars to see sean mendez does not understand that or care because their life is actually hard yeah i i think the people who have the actual hard lives they know that sean mendez's life is very hard and i'm sure like these people who work at like the pretzel factory who are like, must be nice. I wish I had $40 million in the chiseled abs and I got to foot Kyger. Like they know that they wouldn't be able to hack it on the road at all. 
there's no way they don't they, they have it in them they just want to have the option to be offered that but they're, they're jealous that they've never they're never going to do that it's it's bad because i mean it really is hard like you, it ruins your brain like you are chewed up no, by it's... an entertainment industry and you are a lifeless body that's just okay yeah lifeless spit I'll, out. I'll take my hundred million and be lifeless then that's <laughs> me that's my personal take i know well the, the problem if, if it, it would be great if it were so easy that you can just be like all right i'm gonna make music from when i'm like 16 to 23 you know put in you know five six years sell a bunch of records tour a bunch make 40 million dollars invest it into a roth ira and then uh, enjoy my retirement and you know tend to the garden and red jet skis with dj Khaled or whatever like but your label, your management, all those people are depending on you to make millions of dollars for decades, ideally. So you are going to be pressured and pushed uh, into doing that. I mean, pressure, aren't, aren't you? Pressured and pushed is also like, th- this, bro, you started on Vine, okay? Like, <laughs> this is where we're at. You started on Vine and this is where we're at. I mean, it's a little bit like, if you want to release music and not tour, then be a songwriter. Because mm-hmm. this is also yeah. where you make the most money. That's the other thing, which I'm sure, again, if you're 23 and have 40 million, you don't really care about money right now, but wait till you spend it all and then we're going to be feeling a little different. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, since the, the music industry, just like movies and every other thing, books, it's, it's a numbers game where you release 100 albums, one of them makes money and, and 99 of them lose money. It's so it's rare that you get somebody who's a real bona fide star and you do everything in your power. There's probably employees at record labels and management companies and agencies that are just like loss prevention. Like your job is to make sure that these people stay making money. That's the manager, bro. That's the manager's only job is to make sure that Sean Mendez's mental health is in a place where he can go make money. I know, but but if I'm Sean Mendez's manager and you're Sean Mendez and you're like TJ, I'm out. I'm gonna quit. And then I'm the manager, and I'm be like, I got like a mortgage and kids. Like I was, I was hitching my wagon to your thoroughbred ass, and I, and I was planning on making a lot of. Are you just gonna be like, all right, cool, we're all done here? No, I would get Sean Mendez on the stage. That's why I should have the job that this bozo has right now. Like, but then are you? But then are you? Are you working for Sean Mendez or are you working for William Morris and RCA Interscope? No, I'm working for both of them because it's better for him to tour too. Like, I just don't. It's also like <laughs> he said he talked to medical professionals. I'm like, bro, if you're a celebrity and you're paying a medical professional. I, I don't trust that they're not giving you maybe a little bit of what you want to hear. You know what I mean? I'm just guessing. I, I'm just guessing a little bit. A medical professional, is that different than like seeing a shrink? No. I think he's saying, I went, I I, ta- I used the text message service from BetterHelp, and he told me, no, don't tour. You're fragile. <laughs> and I'm, so I can't do, no, I mean, like, I see both sides, but I also think it's like, I just don't understand what these people think they signed up for. Like, I just don't understand. Like, you you work this hard to do this thing, and as soon as you get the thing, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, which is, I mean, obviously, that's your right to do that, but you have to understand there's going to be a little pushback from the people that have spent $200 to come see you, mm-hmm. and especially when you, But I think that, 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 and Tim said this, which is interesting, you know, his, Shawn Mendes fans, like, care about him. Right. You know, if we cancel a show, like, fuck you losers, fucking, you you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's what happens to a lot of people. But I think when you get to this level, the fans like actually care about how you're doing, which is even more depressing. That means you've created a a good positive fandom, I guess, if they, if they give you the space to take time off. 
I mean, I agree. Like, what you you know what you're signing up for, and it sound. But if you're like a 15 year old, and you're looking at all these rock stars on stage, like this looks like a dream come true life, and they yeah, don't sure. tell you, like, sick. you're going to do 578 shows in two years. You won't see your friends and family for two years. You're going to be like, you know, driven to the brink of exhaustion many times a week. At a certain point, you're like. I, I don't want this anymore. I mean, it's not worth it. But what what is not worth it? What else is there in life? That's what I don't understand. Like, what's worth it? You want to go? He doesn't even have a chick. <laughs> him and him and Camilla broke up. What do you want to do? Hang out with your sister? <laughs> Fucking lose. That's loser shit. Like, get out there and let's do let's do some earning. You know what I mean? No, I do. I do know what you mean. But it's, it's <sighs> the the road fucks you up, man. The press, the meat. You know, it's really really difficult, and you have to be. You have to. It's like it's people always say like oh you, it's not for everyone you know only the strong survive it's a chosen few but it's a real fine line between having like mental fortitude and strength and perseverance versus like I am uh, rolling over and letting you like fuck me like my life and my brain like I am I am willingly damaging myself physically and mentally there's just a price there's a price there's a price on that. His physical looks pretty good to me. That's I mean, I'll say that. <laughs> but the inside, but I'm saying, the insides, you know. No, nah, but there's a price on it, bro. Like I I yeah, I I will I could for 100 million, I'll have a rough 5 years. Mm-hmm. Like I'll literally I'll literally have a rough 5 years. I think most people would do that. Of course, but you but you're never given that ultimatum. You're never given that like no, for red sure, pill for blue sure. pill. It's like you might get Yeah. No, no, 1 you're right. million you're dollars right. by working your entire, you know. It's it's a bummer because as soon as anybody sets up a boundary like that, you're just instantly called a pussy and an ungrateful little you know blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and you're you become uh, a punching bag for the world who is you know down on themselves and you have a shitty life and a shitty job and I wish my life was as hard as Sean Mendez is because it looks pretty good to me. Well, Jason, being I mean being famous and you know keeping your sexuality a secret is hard so i think that's maybe <laughs> taking a, taking a toll that's you been the I mean? that's been the toughest thing to keep under his hat <laughs> yeah i think so he doesn't wear hats his hair is too beautiful um we also we were able to luckily before we recorded this podcast to catch the wimbledon final mm-hmm. where um curious did lose but he put up a pretty good it was pretty fun to watch it wasn't a blowout by mm-hmm. any means which is nice no it was, it was fun to watch i liked the two different styles of one person who's just like i'm rock solid i got a game plan i'm sticking to it it's done well so far versus you know wild card trick shot crazy mental game you know blah 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 it was good to see both of those styles represented yeah square off and you know that's a that's a problem with with joker everyone hates him but he's just like hey man i'm just or just kind of quietly win every match ever yeah i mean i i don't i'm and there's no there's no like secret to my success i just like well there's a lot of secrets to excess jason his gluten-free diet he's sleeping in a hyperbolic chamber obviously not getting vaccinated and polluting his body there's many there, there's no no but i was talking to jake about it last night and it's it's interesting because you know a lot of the a handful of very important players were banned because they didn't let Russians play, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And and some people change nationalities Jake, in order to play. Yes, Jake told me this, but I, I wonder if, you know, and I believe him, I just wonder if it's true. It's like, if Kyrgios would have won this, I think his haters would have always been like, well, 
he he didn't have to play Rafa. He got semifinals off. Also, XYZ wasn't in the tournament. So, I mean, he won, but, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like there's, mm-hmm. there's an asterisk by it. There's always going to be a but with him. But Jake was like, bro, if you win a major, you win a fucking major. Like, I don't, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't give a shit. But the whole, the real fun of this has been listening to John McEnroe uh, sanctimoniously shit on him for the way that he disrespects the game mm-hmm. when he literally invented that behavior. That's OG right there. That's unk. That's unk. I don't understand. I also don't understand how his fellow broadcasters aren't like, really, bitch? Like, this guy, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, he, he's literally, he was getting so on his high horse about it. Meanwhile, everybody else is wearing a tie, and McEnroe's got an open collar on, and he's wearing a chain. McEnroe's, he's a little bit older, a little set in his ways. And he's maybe like, I'm the same way as him, but I don't like this person's style. I don't like seeing a hip-hoppy, tatted-up guy yelling at the line judge. I want a a clean-cut, Mm headband-wearing guy yelling at the line judge. My other final Wimbledon question is, when's Rafa shaving the head? (laughs) What do you think, Jason? How many bald tennis players are there? It's a a problem because... He looks crazy, dude. He looks crazy. He looks like... um, I mean, he's got Donald Trump hair now, you know? But it's like when you're that buff and that rich and that talented, like that does not matter, Chief. Like it, do, it yeah, does but, not matter. Okay, let me, let me put it in terms that you, that you, you might understand better. He's, his whole life and his whole career, he's had like a cute little bob, you mm-hmm. know? Like he's had kind of long hair. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's sort of been his crutch, his source of sexuality, his, his Italian, I mean, sorry, his European flavor. It's all derived from that, and then one day your your gift is taken away from you by the big man upstairs, and you know, like Gavin Gavin from Bush, same same kind of vibe. Like his hair is a big part of his sexiness. Could you imagine him shaving his head like Vin Diesel? Nightmare. Yeah, but rocker. But the other, but the other option is having Donald Trump hair, where it's just like some flyaways. Rocker, and a, rocker, and a bird's nest. Rocker long hair is very different between an athlete long hair. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that athletes, the 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 aerodynamic vibe that a shaved head gives you works in their favor. I think more than a rocker. Yeah. When a guy in a band wears like a hat on stage, I'm like, nah, bro. You can't wear hats while you're rocking. <laughs> like that's just crazy. Come on. To me. What about a top hat? No, hell no. I don't want to see any hats on a stage, bro. You li- you listen to the Black Crows. They've never not worn hats on stage. I don't like it. I'm not like I don't get there. I mean, the songs are too good. I I can't. Uh, I have to forgive. But it's like, can you imagine a guy? You don't want you don't want the singer of your favorite band to get on stage with a dad hat on from his favorite local coffee shop. That's crazy. What about like a rock star trucker <laughs> energy drink? I mean, well, it's, to, to me, the the Rafa hair like. When he's so bald now and he's covering it up and you can only wear a bandana for you know august he had the same problem but that's the thing he's not covering it up the bandana covers his fucking forehead it leaves his to cover it up he would need to wear a hat or a yarmulke like there's no <laughs> like he like that that's if you're gonna cover it up wear the full hat if, well if I, gonna, it's obviously an allegory and a parallel with your childhood your career ending and now you're entering retirement yeah you know it's a it's a yeah. It's a very symbolic shaving of the head. The The game is over, and that's a hard thing to give up when that's your whole life. Like those professional tennis players, it's just like you start playing at two years old, and that's all you do. You eat, breathe, think everything is just tennis, and then when it's done, you're like, what do I have to live for? Well, I mean, 
It's like Sean Mendes. Once again, you have money to live for. What do people <laughs> not understand? I don't understand. Yeah, but like, they've had money their whole lives. They've never had. Yeah, they've never no, been true. like, that's oh, true. let me see how much I have in my checking account to see if I can cover this. You know, it's just like they don't even do transactions. They just wake up and then like no, they live in Monaco. Like things they things just Monica. show up in their hotel room and they're just they don't know how it got there, but. And that's how it will always be. So they're not, you know, they're not like, oh, what am I going to do with this money? I guess I can like buy like a cool car and drive it around. Like, no, of course, of course. I just think they need that, something. I just more. think that they're going like, to do philanthropic work. They're going to teach. Sure, you know, the tennis academy. Do all of that. You don't need. You don't need hair for that. Is my point. I'm the. That, that's my. That's. My, I'm the same as you. I, I. I'm like. I would love to just make a bunch of money every single day until I die. I just wake up and do the exact same thing that I do. You know, make a nice dinner and have some wine and watch TV, but everything else will be nicer. I mean, that's that's all, and I will be able to do that every single day. I mean, just lay on the couch, read a book. Also, these guys' bodies are destroyed. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be back. I don't think he's done yet, but I do think you're right. It might be it might be a bigger lift than we realize, just based on the other stuff. Oh yeah, if this was like a tennis movie where we had to like learn something and like have uh, sympathy and compassion for an older gentleman. Older gentleman, we're older on. than he is. <laughs> I know, isn't that that's the most fucked up part about all of that? Like five years, maybe so, more. Speaking of illegal, we just had our Fourth of July celebrations, and I noticed something this year: a lack of fireworks going off. Yes, in, in yeah. town, and from from the nice suburban neighborhoods to to Echo Park, hood, you know, like all over town. I think the amount of fireworks going on. This is a trend report. I'm Dan Fromer, hopefully you're you're listening right now. You can make a graph about firework sales this year. But <laughs> I was trying to figure out why, and I think a lot of it has to do with dog ownership. God damn it! So so the fucking dogs have ruined the great tradition of fireworks because doggies get too scared. <laughs> well, I think during COVID, everyone got a dog, and now everyone everyone in the world owns a dog, and everyone sees their dog you know having a panic attack in the closet or, you know when an m80 goes off so everyone is empathetic to to the doggies that are that are having so much trauma that makes that makes me want to spend ten thousand dollars on a fireworks display for memorial <laughs> day just to upset all the dog owners in my neighborhood no, it's it's we it's like a thing that i've known you're right though but you're like right. you're how we've right. talked about like in our childhood we went from seeing people not pick up dog shit to now carrying around you know like hot famous celebs are carrying around bags of dog shit and and the same thing with this like everyone used to just be like oh it's fourth of july i'm gonna go to my cousin's house Mm -hmm. get blacked out drunk that's light off fireworks and then come home and now it's like oh we're i have we all have to stay at home to cradle our dog and like give him like de-stress pets we're gonna have some uh gluten-free buns and beyond burgers while astro takes a nap in his hastens bed <laughs> we can't and we can't celebrate for the job anyway frankly america doesn't deserve it so we might as well make sure our dog feels good and there, there's all the you know people say like you know who rescued who who's walking who type of thing and like of course of course and, and people will say like all the time like we haven't domesticated dogs dogs have domesticated us we are the <laughs> Like dogs, went- I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, like you'll see these memes where it's like a picture of a golden retriever, like eating a chew toy on a Hasten's bed, like you said, you know, with like ice cubes in their water bowl, and you know, little. 
and it'll say like, if this were a hundred years ago, you would have to fight for every single meal that you ate. And it's, you know, and it's a dog getting its like nails done or something like that. Sure. So like in, in just a hundred years, a dog has gone from like living in the woods yeah. Um having to fight tooth and nail to catch a squirrel, you know, that you might eat, you know, that might be your only meal for the week to ruining American traditions. Now human beings will go to a store and buy hundreds of dollars worth of food for you, give you water, do all of your medical bills, mm-hmm. all of your checkups, will bathe you. Sounds like a damn fly. Sounds like ass. a fly-in. Sounds like a sex worker to me. <laughs> They've literally ruined a fourth of July. I mean, that mixed with uh, you know politics and things going on in the world. But dogs have single-handedly no. This is a great Fourth of July forever. This is a great thing that you said, and I. This reminds me of a new thing that I'm doing to kind of create joy in my life, Jason. Dog owners, maybe you don't suffer from this. I don't know. I think you kind of keep some of your dog ownership stuff to yourself uh, on this podcast, and I respect mm-hmm. that. I'm a gentleman, but when a dog approaches me. I don't engage at all, and I keep walking. I don't smile at the owner. I don't lean down and pet. I just keep walking, and I know Mm. that every dog owner is just looking for me to come over and grin and pet a little bit, and I will never give in to these fucking losers. (laughs) And it it makes me feel – I get truly high. I'm vibrating at how good it feels. When I'm in a grocery store and a dog comes to sniff my loafers mm-hmm. and I don't bend down, I don't acknowledge, I just absolutely keep moving and and, and <laughs> it just it's it's exactly what they the, what the the dog owners, the problem in this world, that's not what they want. They want acknowledgement so that's why they have dogs. Is they want people to pay attention to them. If you bring your dog in public, you're absolutely begging for attention. That is, the, that is. If you're not wa- it, obviously walking the it. dog, that's a little, that's yeah, a little begging it. strips joke. So walking the dog is fine. Walking the dog is a what, what I'm picturing. Yeah, no, of, I, I mean, this happened to me literally yesterday. I was at Erewhon, my safe space, my sanctuary. I'm getting my Haley Bieber, you know, like every everyone else there. And this woman walks in with just like an 80-pound pit bull with one of those like spiked choked collars on it. Oh, I'm like, that, would oh. Only happen, that would only happen on the east side. Like, just bro, like, but continue. It's okay. I guess if you need to bro. bring your dog with you because, you know, you have that much pain in your life or whatever. But like Saturday afternoon at Erewhon, I'm looking at $20 Harry's Berries. I don't need a fucking killing machine brought in here. You know, it's it's like when you're you're at Panera Bread and the guys at the at the soup station with a AR15 strapped around his 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 neck and you're like, "Well, I'm just exercising my rights. I can bring this gun with me wherever I'm like, do you really need this this killing machine no. with you to go buy kelp noodles?" No, dude. Well, I mean, what, I what in- if I had, what if I had a kid who's been bitten and attacked by a dog and is severely traumatized by dogs killing them? And you're just like, oh, this is Petunia. She's super nice. And we've talked about this. Dogs are one of the biggest problems in this country. You guys are focused. <laughs> you guys are focused on all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. That stuff's bad. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Dogs, <laughs> worse. Roe v. Whatever is going on in the news. I don't know. Problems in Sri Lanka, but dogs. I, I saw this happen. A similar thing happen. A woman. You know, a fucking fat woman with like giant <laughs> lips and fillers with three kids and a dog wearing fucking Astro World and Yeezys <laughs> walks into the grocery store and the dog is going crazy barking everywhere and shit 
and I thought the employees were going to scold her. Mm. The employees went up to pet the fucking monster. <laughs> I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, why? How does this? How? I feel like it, I'm taking the how does? Yeah. How does this? How did this become how we live? Well, it's because the dogs have do- have domesticated us, Chris. They're, no, you're right. The dogs own us now, and that's that's scary for us, and it has dark implications for the future the loud problematic dog walks into the grocery <laughs> store and everyone clamoring over them clamoring it's it's like when when kodak black comes in comes into your restaurant and he's gonna like he's definitely gonna like break shit and like trash the bathroom but all the people are there are like oh man this is gonna be awesome it's true come on down baby it's true i was imagining this nice scenario it kind of reminded me of like a, a commercial for a pharmaceutical company. Like when you see a, like a, a television commercial for like a medication that you have to ask your doctor about. I'm imagining you walking down the sidewalk and the dog walker, you know, like this big golden retriever, which is that's a trending thing right now. Golden retriever, main <laughs> character, golden retriever thingy, whatever. Sure. I love that. So there's like the beautiful Beautiful person walking down this. You know, Sienna Miller's got a golden retriever. Okay, don't do this, Jesus. Sienna Christ. Sienna Miller's got a golden retriever. We're you're leaving Chinatown Market store. <laughs> She's coming out of Alfred. Both of, <laughs> uh-huh. and 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 she's got Brooklyn, my six month old golden retriever. Okay, his paws are so big you can tell it's going to be so big when he gets older. <laughs> And you you okay. walk past Sienna and Brooklyn. Brooklyn is coming off. Brooklyn's on the hind legs now. Okay. And Brooklyn sees Daddy Chris uh-huh. and, and can't wait to get his pup, puppy arms around that leg uh-huh. and just start giving you so much loveies. Yeah. And then you say you you don't even look down at Brooklyn. No. Nah. You keep you keep walking. You keep your eyes on the prize and then. Kelly Clarkson, this is my fight song, kicks in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you have invented this medication that no longer requires you to seek the love and adoration of 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 a dog, bro. You you this is like a beta blocker. It's a Brooklyn blocker. You've blocked the need to do this, and this is your fight song. I've I've leveled up. Like I wish this is my protest. I wish you losers could get on my level. Like we can ignore <laughs> this shit. Oh, you you want to put a cat in the mix? A cute bunny rabbit? I don't need any of that shit. I can look past all of it and and <laughs> and and see not a bunny the real issues, you know what I mean? It's real issues. And I I mean, you know, there is bigger problems in this world, but in LA, I'm not sure if there are. This is a this is truly feels like a, the LA pandemic. They've taken fire I mean, the fireworks industry has to be taken a hit. Dan Fromer, I need another graph on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. If I go down to the south, you know, where dogs are allowed to run wild, I bet the fireworks are still going off, Jason. Mm-hmm. I bet the fireworks are still going off. Yeah, where a dog is treated as it is. A dog, and it's not coddled. An animal. Like the baby that you're never going to have. An animal. Because you got a vasectomy. That's my, yeah, the, my favorite part of fa- Father's Day and Mother's Day is when people celebrate their fatherhood and motherhood of pets. Dog mom. I'm a, I'm a dog mom, though. Happy. happy. And, and speaking of vasectomy, shout out to Scott Campbell, the, the vasectomy king. Uh, I've, I had a few people send me messages like, "Yo, what's the name of that doctor that he was talking about in Santa Monica?" Yeah, people people are very interested in, in vasectomies. So, Scott's and then also doing shout out to an uh, a redacted listener who said, "Oh, <laughs> I went on a date with Scott Campbell. He didn't mention a vasectomy." 
<laughs> look, you Very interesting. Yo, I mean, look, bro, don't bro, blow up his spot like that. Let my man cook. No, Scott's fine. He's not going to listen to this. And if he is listening to this, he's going to get a big kick out of it. No, sure. you're right. You're right. It is. It's all. It's hey, baby. It's all good. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Also reminded me. I was at the barbershop with my boys, of course, over at Victory Barber Co. I love, I love, I love that you go to your Glendale uh, toxic masculinity meeting <laughs> once every two weeks, where these guys kind of Mark Marin voice lock the doors, and you got, and then, you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys, you guys get going on a little. It's one of the last places that men can be men. We need these safe spaces to be very toxic. You're having an IPA in the chair, just doing some locker room <laughs> talk with the fellas, but the locker room talks about like Paramore and Morrissey, <laughs> <laughs> and then and that yeah, that's it's what about makes like, it cooler. It's about like bomb ass green juice, and then like a fool. <laughs> are you gonna see? Motion City soundtrack this weekend. <laughs> hey, fool! Are you going to the Motion City reunion? <laughs> uh, and we we were talking, we were telling all you know all these old stories and stuff like that. And and someone was talking about this really great kind of catch twenty two checkmate scenario as it applies to unprotected sex. You know, on the subject of vasectomies. And and he was detailing a scenario where he was like, "Oh, I was with this girl who." had a latex allergy, couldn't use latex condoms. Is this something that you've ever come across? I mean, we've heard of latex allergies, but I, I, I've never come face-to-face with this. Well, guys guys usually say they can't wear a condom because it's too small. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that's a little bit... It's actually constricting me. Uh, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I never used that one. <laughs> And I'd, I'd be lying if every single person's face after I said that was not one of, mm, okay, okay, guy. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be like, bro, this this uh, this condom has got too much of a gorilla grip, so much. So, she, so the girl's like, oh, I have a latex allergy. And the guy's like, oh, no, that sucks. We can't wear a condom. And then she, but then she's like. So that's why I have these sheepskin condoms. <laughs> I'm not allergic. So that's when you're like, oh, like the you you thought you're out of the woods, but now you're scrambling you're deep in the woods, yeah. and now you're literally going to kind of uh, mold the flesh of a of a dead animal mm-hmm. onto your penis, mm-hmm. and then his his response last minute, oh, I'm vegan, babe. <laughs> I, I can't. Wear calf skin condom that's it's disgusting. an absolute so it's an absolute showdown of <laughs> yes. of latex allergy versus i'm vegan i can't wear sheepskin and i think everybody wins because i'm guessing that the whole condom scenario just gets thrown out the window everybody wins but i i think it's it was a good um it was a good dance because no one can ever come out of the the gate like hey i don't want to wear a condom is that cool with you because then it'll be like ooh, i don't know if i like that you know, you don't want to come off too promiscuous, so you do a little dance, and then you, of course, eventually settle on. Well, I'm I'm clean. I'm vegan. If you are, if you are, I'm cool with this. If you're cool with this, I'm vegan is so good, dude. It's so fucking <laughs> funny. It's so funny because the jokes about how vegans like always find a way to bring it up. What what better example <laughs> is you bringing it up in the heat of passion before intercourse? That is, yeah. there's no other time where the word vegan should not be uttered. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, there there was a, when there's a will, there's a way. How do you know? 
you're getting your back blown out by a vegan, don't worry, they'll tell you. They'll tell you, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, that does remind me, there was a nice pita table set up at the Morrissey show. People for the ethical treatment of animals and not like a chip and hummus situation. Yeah, not not the not the hummus brothers from the farmer's market. The Caesar's Palace pita bread. It's so good. Bro, listen, actually, for this episode, can can I pick the song that plays us out? If it's better than the song that I already had picked out, then yeah. We'll see. Okay, well, then Wonder by Shawn Mendes. I want people to know what a hit sounds like. All right, I'll do it for you. You had something picked out already. I didn't know you did that kind of pre-work, if I'm being honest. I, I usually don't, but sometimes when we're talking about something, it'll come to me, but I have a better idea. Okay, um, okay. The, because I wanted to play a Kelly Clarkson fight song for some reason. Well, I mean, that's a great song. No and question. I also wanted to play another song by Luke Bryant called Hunting, Fishing, and Loving Every Day. But oh, that's right. Those are both Because that was, that was the anthem, Get Your Damn Hands Up from my Palm Springs trip. <laughs> Just driving around in this old pickup truck. I'm in line at Cane's and I'm <laughs> hunting and fishing and I'm loving every day with Jesus in my heart. I mean, dude, this it's honestly, man, country music, as twisted as it is, they know how to write songs. And it's something that a lot of these Doja cats could learn. A lot of these Doja cats could learn. And I think the best part about country music, very good profit margins compared to other genres. And let's not forget, looks don't matter. <laughs> it's it's insane. Like like we the if you're a pop star, looks are basically all that matters. It's true. In country music, if you're a singer and you got a, a voice of honey and you're telling your manager like, I don't want to go out there to that crowd. I'm I'm so fat and ugly and then the crowd's like we're way fatter and uglier than you. Yeah, we love you. We love you. It's <laughs> honestly, it's kind of amazing. Like I'll watch the country music awards and I'll be like, "This is insane." Mm-hmm. It looks like it's just like whoever. You know what I mean? They just <laughs> fat. It just looks like whoever. Whoever. <laughs> and then they get a they get a guitar and it's like this guy's touched by God. It's like it's insane. You're like it's insane. This guy who looks like he works at a mattress store just came up and a voice of. Gold. No, it's but it's like it, finger picking. It's like if we truly in this country valued talent, like that's what country music is. It 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 places talent over everything, and that's why it feels yeah. so honest to me. Even though it's like can get really corny, and there's like all this dumb Jesus or whatever, but it's like they truly prioritize talent as number one, and you have to respect that. They became so talented that their looks and waistband don't it don't matter didn't matter yeah diplo said it when he was talking about nashville he's like oh i'll come in with these rappers and they're just like you know their managers carrying them like a baby and they go into the booth and they're reading their lyrics off their phone and it's just you know they got to do 50 takes and then a country musician's just like oh i play every single instrument <laughs> yeah, dude. um i can sing perfectly uh, I could play the banjo, the ukulele, the tuba, and I also I maintain a full full time bartending job <laughs> while I do like volunteer work, and you know, like they're built different. They're built different. Shout out to Luke. I think I think Luke has a. I think Luke's record did pretty well. I bet it did. I, I was watching the video. You should. We should watch the video if you're listening to this right now. Hunting, hunting, comma fishing, comma loving every day. It's a video that looks like his like nephew shot it on an iPhone five. <laughs> it's just it was it was fully like the budget for this video was was like three six packs and like a couple couple full tanks of gas. Like it was definitely no, filmed by their by like their nephew. And it has it has you know almost three hundred million views. Well, my thing with that is is the video because I I kind of want it to feel like 
when the iPhone does the slideshow for you mm-hmm. with that song title, I feel like he could have just kind of strung a couple of those together. <laughs> he could have done a screen recording of the <laughs> iPhone slideshow. <laughs> and he could have just be like hunting fish and love it every day. I got that right here, guys. And then for the next song, which is of course a, a ballad about heartbreak, the inevitable <laughs> slideshow of like, here's all the photos of, uh, we know you broke up with your ex 18 months mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, it, here's 75 photos of you guys uh, kissing. This is a good idea. This is a good idea for a music video, honestly. I agree. This is a good idea for a music video. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for potting. Everyone, thank you guys for listening. We hope you had a great weekend. We hope you had a great weekend. We're in the middle of the motherfucking summer, uh, and we'll be back with more absolutely fantastic podcasts just next week. You don't have to mm-hmm. wait that long. And everybody listening right now, look under your chairs. We have a small gift from you for <laughs> having to listen to 2 months worth of Nissan ads. <laughs> Show our appreciation. Everyone gets some little little sweet green cashew yeah everybody gets a little cashew and if you did buy a nissan let us know we'll see if we can kind of get you like a special prize yeah if you did buy a nissan because of us scan the receipt <laughs> yeah send it over to me we'll get uh, and i'll give you a t-shirt if you walked into the nissan dealership and tried to audibly say a, a discount code to the car salesman <laughs> and he didn't understand kind of what you meant gone 20 <laughs> at checkout and and i understand i'm sorry that didn't work we will reimburse you and make it worth your while because we you know that's that's something we love to hear is kind of that ground swell actually i I have to go return a couple of things at the real world i'm gonna try to audibly (laughs) yell different discount codes at checkout to see if anything sticks i don't know what their ai is like i mean they might they're an advanced they're a technology company first you know what i mean you can tell by the e-com shots all right how long gone i'm gonna have to yell upper uppercase real (laughs) is it up Upper- <laughs> okay, how long on is here? Have a great week, guys. Later. Later. Later.